Town tailgate. It is tailgate time. We are one week away exactly from uh, opening day. The day we're recording this is Thursday, March 25th. Opening day is next Thursday, March or April 1st. So technically, Julio, this is the tailgate has already started because this is the pregame. Every spring training game until next Thursday is a pregame for the actual game. So we're tailgating right now in theory. So, you know, double whammy, double meaning. Um, and tailgate has started. Shout out to next week I will be at opening day. So shout out to the people who I will be going with. Uh, Mason Livingston, uh, Uriel Esparza, the Esparza brothers, and, uh, of course, uh, Marco Hollingsworth. Very excited. Cannot wait till next Thursday. It should be a fun time. But we're in the tailgate. When was the last time you are at the Coliseum? Um, I don't want to talk about it. We all know. Oh, that's right. We all know what it was. It was the heart- you know the last time the heart- I was the you know, heartbreaking be loss to the Rays in the wildcard game. What, what was yours? The last time I was at the Coliseum was opening day of 2018. Wow! So you didn't go to opening day in 2019? No, because I was in Japan watching the A's there. That's right. That's right. So you did. That, would have gone. Ew, that was even. That's a better flex. Yeah. Before before we jump in, <laughs> quick question. In terms of spring training, because this has been a little debate that's been going on, uh, you know, Eli Jimenez got that pretty gnarly injury. He's out five to six months. Yeah. Yes, no question. And you want a brief explanation. Spring training, too long? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. Because let's say it starts like mid-March. Realistically, um, those injuries are going to happen mid-season then. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but that's just what I would guess. So I don't I don't think there's I don't think that has anything to do with like preventing an injury. I think it just you know, extends the inevitable or whatever. Um, cuz you're still getting the same amount of wear and tear in theory, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not an expert, but no. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yes Why? for the fact that I think rosters are pretty much set at this point. Nothing else is going to happen from now until Thursday. We've seen many majority of teams. We've seen many that are going to be like, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. We've seen many a position battles won in this last week, though. Yeah, which we're going to talk about in the opening. Yeah. So, like, I don't. I I mean, yeah, we have one right now. So, yeah, I I would disagree Uh, with that. Yeah. Before we go in, uh, make sure to please follow us on Twitter if you are not already. That is at the Town Tailgate. Uh, I'd imagine we're going to be a way more active as games are going to be going on as we can actually watch games again instead of listening on radio. No offense to the radio broadcast, but better see. Um, also, make sure to please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. All right, man. It's time. This week, in today's episode, we'll be talking, obviously, finishing the second of three podcasts for our MLB season preview for the entire league uh, with the central in the second half. Um, and we're going to be talking about, the you know, back NL central tighter than I thought. Just going to say that right when now. you were going through it and like ranking and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It, I was, I was, it, yeah, I was like super surprised. I'm like, Oh shit. Like now that I see everything on paper, like good stuff. I'm yeah. interested to see to yeah, how your rankings ended up. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about a couple injuries that happened. Uh, the bullpen makeup, and uh, uh, the backup catcher situation, we have a winner. Uh, but first, Chris Bassett 
Looks like he's going to be our ace this season. Name the opening day starter. Um, I'll I'll let you go. I tweeted something that I thought was interesting um, on the matter. Um, I'll let you go first, though, Julio. Your thoughts on Chris Bassett being named the opening day starter? Kick his ass, Seabass. First one of the season. All right, we got it in. Um, honestly, I, we, you know, Jesus was the sexy pick, uh, but it showed that I think he's not all the way ready yet for that responsibility. He's going to have plenty of opening day starts across his career. It's going to be special, but um, honestly, Chris Bassett has been such a fantastic story of the last couple of years where last season he was more or less the sixth man in the rotation, kind of a swing guy in and out of the bullpen. And he turned into one of the better uh, pitchers in the American league. Fighting injuries a lot too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, absolutely deserves it. Not only that, he's a fan favorite. He's probably one of the more, uh, vocal people like players on twitter he's always having fun and banter with fans and stuff um i was the reason i brought up my phone brother brazil had like a really cool snippet he said on twitter which he's like easily one of my favorite a starters in the last decade personality performance looking forward to see the starter in a week um and yeah it's he deserves it he's had a, a great spring along with honestly majority of this rotation yeah. has been um and it's against the astros you know Get a little bit revenge of the playoff loss last season. Um, it's gonna be really exciting to see him out there. How are you feeling? Uh, I mean, I said this on Twitter in response to I said it in the comments on in response to um, our Twitter account. Um, you know, retweeting Shana Rubin's original um, post about it. Which, by the way, I have some thoughts on um, the um, A's beat writer situation. Um, uh, uh, tears uh, now that su- that the queen Susan's gone, but uh, I'll talk about that after this. Um, I think we we all wanted it to be Jesus. We all wanted it to be baby Jesus. We all know it's going to be him in the future. But when you look at the rotation now as it stands, like realistically, last season's numbers, spring training's numbers, experience, um, uh. uh clutchness for lack of a better word stepped up in the right moment in the playoffs pitched really well um Seabass is our ace he's pitched like it for the past two years really um so he deserves that spot this year we're gonna have plenty of opening days in the future where baby Jesus is gonna be starting it's fine we'll see it we'll see it in the future we'll it'll 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 be exciting then but right now he's earned it um he's and it's gonna be fun i can't wait to see him on on thursday in person uh for the first time in two years um so that's exciting i, I kind of like i kind of um um assimilated to uh sunny gray so sunny gray started i think he had like five attempts to start opening day for us i think he started like three of them one of them he was injured or two of them he was injured or something like that um but i remember like the first opening day when he thought he was gonna start i think it was Scott Casimir that got the start instead. And everybody was like, whoa, it should be Sonny Gray, blah, 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 blah. You know, at, it, it was kind of the same feeling. Like at the end of the, at the, end of the day, we're going to see this guy do it for the next, like, four or five years. It's not that big of a deal. We miss out on it. And it's just, like, it's whatever. Like, it's an opening day start. Um, 
and uh yeah i'm i don't know it's 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 uh, i i was i felt like it was kind of predictable to be honest with you i i wasn't really like sweating it also my boy i was raving about him on this podcast all last season uh i was riding the sea bass train when a lot of people were like eh, i don't know about him <coughs> mason um but you know it should be fun it should be fun it it's pretty funny too because at earlier this week i just threw out a poll on twitter i'm like hey who's gonna be the starter who's day one and uh, 56% was... Oh, sorry. 53 yeah. votes. I always just wanted to say that. Oh, 50, 54 votes. Oh, nice. But um, 56% voted Seabass. So math, a majority of votes were going to Seabass. Oh, and wow. I imagine that, um, that even if you put that number up to like a... If it's 108 people voted, it would I think it would probably still be the same. Yeah. Um, I voted, and, for, and, and I voted for Jesus. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, same. But... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it's super hopeful. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I think if anybody – we talked about how much he deserves this just because all the stuff he's been through his career and how long he's been here. But it's going to be pretty special for him to pitch – be the guy to pitch in front of fans in Oakland again uh, for the first time in over a year – almost a year and a half or so. Is he uh, the last remaining so, yeah. piece of the Samarja trade? I believe he is. It, uh, or not Samarja, not Samarja. Yeah, Samarja. Samarja. Because Marcus is uh, gone no, that, now. No. Fegley's gone now. Yeah, Fegley retired. Yeah, Jeff Samarja and Michael no- uh, Noah. Forgot about Michael Noah. Um, yeah, yeah so done, that's interesting. Um, so one quick definitely s- won that trade. One quick sidebar before we yes before we move on to the next subject. Yeah, so just want to talk about. So for years it was it was the queen. Susan got the information first. Her tweet you could always see was at least one minute before everybody else's. I've been noticing a trend lately. It looks like Shana Rubin's getting that priority. I don't know if it's seniority because all of the beat writers for the A's right now are young. So I I was always wondering like who's gonna like who's gonna fill that role and get the seniority for the inside scoop. I'm seeing a lot of one minute before are the Shannon Rubin tweets. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I, I, I wonder, well, I wonder what, I wonder how that's working. Cause I mean, obviously uh, there's t- no competition, but it, you know, no, it, no. It, in our heads, it's, it's fun to think about these things. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's super interesting. Cause you now everybody's covering remotely and everybody's like, to me, it's like, who's the fastest typer? <laughs> like yeah. who's going to be the person to, to spit this out the fastest. So, but also who knows, who's maybe? been there the longest, who's made the most connections. And I think Shana has one year on Gallegos, like literally one year experience. Maybe, yeah. maybe Ben Ross is on, is up, is up there too. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's definitely who's All the right. fastest typer. Next topic. We're going to jump in. We got, we're going to, for the part, second part of the big three, you can call it the, uh, the Tim Hudson. I guess uh, we're going to spring training updates. We got a week left. We have some things to talk about. Chris, we finally have a backup catcher. It's been settled. The dust has settled. And, uh, you just said the Armas same Garcia. word twice, but that's cool. Yeah, I know. I know. I was, trying, I was like, <laughs> shit, I said, I've said settled the first time, but yeah, uh, Aramis Garcia will be the backup starter or the backup catcher to start the season. Alex called it. Uh, yeah. Alex called it. And she's, when she was on here a few weeks ago, she was really preaching the dude's got a cannon mm-hmm. and limited time when he wasn't hurt. He really is swinging the bat well. And now he's going to get his opportunity. It's going to be the backup to Sean Murphy. Austin Allen will be starting off in AAA Las Vegas. Chris, 
she called it we uh Nost- nostra alex or whatever you want to, the pun is dude she knew from day one that when was she was on so here that stupid. he was the guy i know it's stupid <laughs> but um that's my shtick but anyways yeah she knew something that we all didn't know and i think a lot of those beat writers and insiders really knew the power of this guy and it shows it's he he's been impressive man 11 games he's batting 330 um he doesn't i mean she said that he was gonna have a lot of pop in his bat or he had a lot of pop in his bat doesn't look like he's seen he's got a three he's got three doubles but he has no home runs so maybe it's a too small of a sample size but if he's gonna hit around 300 in spring training which in the coliseum maybe we can hope for something around 250 i'm happy and especially with um the arm that he has defensively um if he can create relationships with with these pitchers too which is great um i know there there's an interesting dynamic um that needs to be settled now because Jonah Heim was Sean Manaya's catcher. Um, it feels like every time Manaya has gone out there with Murphy, he hasn't quite had the same stuff. I don't know if they're on different pages or what, but uh, if he can be Sean Manaya's catcher and, and replace like that, that's important. But I think we're going to have to see some more starts and see how that goes. But that, I think that's the, that's the most important piece of, 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 who the backup catcher is to me is if he can relate to these pitchers and they can be on the same page and he can help them be successful because especially like I said with Manaya, he was the one outlier last season. Heim was his guy when he, when Heim was catching, he was pitching well. So he's got a, he's the one who's got to really, really help that staff um, him in particular uh, get going. But yeah, he's hitting well. It's cool. He has 10 strikeouts. That's a lot. Yikes. Yeah, um, which, which I felt like majority of this line is that way, though. Besides, like, Canna. Yeah. It's just big strikeout. That's been guys. our issue last year, and we got to figure that out, though. Like, that's pretty – it's pretty ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean uh, – and I kind of saw this coming in the past week. And you know, Austin Allen wasn't really moving the bar for me. No. And, and he's career minor league hitter. He had 258. Yeah. Which, you know – take that for what you will kind of thing he had six over uh one two three four five six six uh, years in the minors he hit a total of 68 home runs uh, or 63 i'm sorry um so yeah again take it for what you want sean is obviously the guy he's not gonna lose in position but it's gonna be pretty interesting we saw how impactful the backup catcher role is last season when you know how bummed we all were when Jonah Heim was traded. Yeah. Um, and how bummed we were when Austin Allen was set down initially for Jonah Heim. So it's a really important role. And especially with someone like Bomel, former catcher, he loves his catchers. And if he really sees somebody that he believes in, he's going to give them opportunity. And obviously he saw it with uh, Aramis Garcia and he was backup. So looking forward to see how this next couple months are going to go with them. Um, Julio, could you make the argument that um, we felt the backup catcher was more important after because Jonah Heim was so good last year? So, like, it wasn't. Could you make the argument that it came on our radar last year because we had such a good product back from the backup catcher, both Austin Allen in his short stint and then when Jonah Heim came up? Ah, uh, because to be honest with you, yes I haven't no. never really thought twice about this maybe Fegley a little bit because he was really good, but I've never really thought twice about this before last year. I think it's starting to become a trend across baseball. If you look at a lot of these teams, 
they roll with like double. It's pretty much like to me, it's like a running back by committee thing now at this point with catchers. Because if you look across all the big players in baseball or all the big teams, they have that dynamic of double catchers. Dodgers got Will Smith, Austin Barnes. Yeah. Um, Yankees with like Gary Sanchez, Travis Ishikawa. The Rays. Um, or yeah, the Rays. Rays too. I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, it's become oh, a and big the trend of product in the Nationals. And and then now the the um the angels are trying to do it with kurt suzuki and i can't remember their why do you think that right is now. you think but it's rest it could be it could it, I, or do you think it's do you think I, it's platooning is is more popular too saving starting to save the knees of guys over time it's got to be a Who combination of that could, right it, especially after seeing the, the decline that like people like buster um with their bat have gotten it, like maybe you want to save their their lower their lower body a little bit more guys like buster guys like um like Joe Maurer just yeah. I think it, it I think it has a big part of that where you're you've seen by the time Buster was 30 his body was done yeah same thing with Joe Maurer the guy had had so many collisions at catcher where he pretty much couldn't catch anymore and he was not the same player offensively that he was then yeah um so it's it seems like to me this is the best way to do it as opposed to like converting somebody to be a first baseman so yeah yeah in the it, later half of their I, I, career when they're like hitting like like i mean joe mauer is a great example of it he went from hitting 30 home runs hitting like 15 still hitting like around 300 but like not as productive um it's a good point it's a good point all right next topic yeah dalton jeffries he has been killing it this spring we talked about him last week um and he is still going he pitched a fantastic outing the other day over 13 innings during spring training, he has a 1.38 ERA, 20 Ks, two three uh, walks. He's been magnificent. Um, it's been great because one, we've we've been hearing a lot of chatter about him in the minors. He's been kind of a highly touted prospect, yeah. and so far in the spring, spring he's showing it. So with this, Chris, fifth starter, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a topic of conversation for the next two three weeks probably every episode we're going to be talking about this until fires comes back is he the guy now i know we talked a lot about aj puck he's not quite there yet i don't think the team feels confident enough with him to hand it over but do you think he's the guy right now do you think he's gonna be the guy who's gonna be going against the dodgers in that first series just second series jessica's gonna hate me even more for saying this but he's kind of it's kind of making him more tradable (laughs) <laughs> i'm not jumping well, off this train dude he's one of our best trade pieces we have i'm just saying uh it kind of makes him more tradable just saying because his numbers are looking better so at the deadline when we see what things that we need we got something to to dish out there i'm just saying she's gonna fucking hate hearing that because i wonder if she actually told him or not i'm uh i hope i run into her at opening day i'm gonna ask her um <laughs> No, I mean you guys. One, if you guys run into, you're gonna have to shotgun something. By the way, she's gonna be working. She's not gonna be. She's not gonna be able to do that. Ah, shit. That's right. Never mind. Yeah, but I'm gonna ask her if she if she told him uh, that I said that, and if not, I'm just gonna make this case more. Uh, No, I mean, yeah, I think he he deserves the job. He. We don't even know what puck gets. He only had like one outing. You know, like uh, 13 innings. Like we know we know what we got. 13 innings and 20 strikeouts. Like it's pretty fucking good. Um, and again, this is a temporary fix. This is only going to be like a three week thing. So he's going to get like two or three starts out of it. So 
let's see what he can do in those two or three starts. I think now's now's the opportunity to to find out if it's worth it or not. Um, also, if he's that good, maybe it makes Frankie Montas a trade piece. Look, you got to look to the future, man. You got to think about these trade pieces, and you got to um, find value. So if he kills it in these three starts, there's a lot of value for him. Um, you know, I think in the last, I think during like one of our, our, uh, we have nothing to talk about off season episode, so we're just gonna bullshit some stuffs episode. You talked about like, yo, we should trade Frankie Montas to somewhere like Boston. You gotta always be thinking that way, man. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't understand why it's acceptable for us to talk about this in the NBA, but it's not acceptable for us to talk about this in baseball. And we gotta standardize the hot stove and the and baseball. goddammit. it! Look, man, we're fans, uh, and like, we like we get that these guys are like human beings, but also like you signed up to be a baseball player. It's a business. You should know what you're getting into. So, like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it, it, it we have, and especially being Ace fans, we have like a our, us, us as fans have front office. Um, um, state of minds we don't have like fandom state of minds we're not like you know gonna want to hold on to a player who's over the hill for the next five years we're gonna think about it in that way and it's the curse of being an ace fan um now take it for a grain of salt here's who he has pitched against um throughout spring training he had he was he pitched inning against the dodgers cool uh, he pitched two innings against Seattle, three against San Diego. Against the Dodgers? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he probably was in relief or something. Yeah, um, I don't remember. I don't remember for February 28th. Yeah. But um, Kansas City and Colorado. So take what you will about this. Not outside of uh, the Dodgers and the Padres, who I'm assuming the Dodgers probably didn't have their normal roster going that day uh why would you oh, i that? take that back mookie and seager were i pulled up the box uh the box score mookie and seager were the only two regulars that were in that day and then against the padres the regulars had uh tatis tommy fam so at this point though i feel confident where he's faced enough not necessarily big league talents and full lineups, but I think he's faced enough big league talent overall yeah. where I agree. Yeah. I think he, he totally deserves a shot to be out there, out, out there. And say, say what you want about spring training. If you get invited to camp, you're a big league talent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he 100% deserves it. I know I was kind of like hyping up Colvin last week and, uh, we, I'm, I'm holding on to him for a moment and when we break up something in a couple minutes later, uh, but yeah, so we're on the same page then. Yeah, I He's think I it? think he deserves it, and I also think that Puck needs to like kind of like work his way back because it, it would be ir- yeah, dude, it'd be irresponsible to throw him out there after an injury to try and go six or seven innings. You know, this guy has he's been fine, he's been healthy, um, he's had all off season to do it. You, I just feel like it's too risky for Puck. You could risk another injury. Um, go and go ahead, and then is, we let's move s- on to the bullpen. But yeah. go ahead. The weird thing with Puck is like. Uh, the last game he pitched, um, when it's the beginning of this week or early last or end of last week, yeah, where his velo was down, which is how much? I don't how think much it's down? anything like ninety four. That's still pretty good. Not great. Yeah, it's not the ninety eight, ninety seven he was throwing. But he, remember, he's a, he's more of a slider guy than he was. I mean, Velocity was helpful, but his slider as well yeah. was really dirty. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, next topic. Yeah. All right. 
we got uh, some guys, our roster, as we mentioned earlier, roster is getting tailored. Everything is kind of getting wrapped up in a bow and getting ready for opening day next week. That being said, uh, we have some send downs to Triple uh, A Las Vegas, as well as Double A Midland. Jordan Weems, Grant Holmes, Sky Bolt. Uh, oh my God, Jaime Brea? No, I'm going to space now. Luis Brea. Luis Brea, thank you. And uh, Jake Diekman. No, not Jake Diekman. That's not Jake Diekman. Let's get the, let's no, get the fuck out of here, bro. I know. Um, Anyways, he was going to be a potential outfielder. Yeah. They're getting sent down to the minors. No real surprise there. Even though Jordan Weems, we're going to see him. With, with, He's going to be back with, up at some With the point. additions that we got in the offseason, uh, this is not a surprising. You know? No, not at all. And, and, and when injuries come up, he'll be the first guy brought up. But, the the yeah, there's no room for him right now. Um we just we just got too many good veterans at the end of that pen and um and reliable young guys um at the front so uh, yeah. yeah he hasn't had the best spring um uh, he's i just had his ear he got rocked the other day i was watching um the yeah, it was the comcast pitched. telecast one he was on there um and uh, who was getting interviewed i forgot Someone's getting interviewed during it and it, like they just gave up a home run and it was kind of like awkward <laughs> He's got a 450 ERA. Yeah. Not the best stuff, but we when he is on, we've seen what he can do. He's got a decent fastball. Um, and obviously, you're going to always take that heat out there. Yeah. But the other big surprise is your boy, Luis Berwea, man. How you feeling? Uh, he's been bad the past two weeks, and his his, his average has gone has pretty much dropped. So, um, whatever. I mean, I, I, uh, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't call him my boy. I just brought him up last week because he had good numbers. No, I mean, I mean, the fourth outfielder or third outfielder, it's, it's, we know who it's going to be. It's going to be Tom. I think they, they kind of, I think they said it already. Didn't they, didn't they announce yeah, this it, it, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. He's been hitting the shit out of the ball. Yeah. They're not going to let him leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on to the last piece um, um, before we do the quick shout out and, move to the next um segment uh so this is a kind of a minor thing but it happened today uh frankie montas left the game um with a middle finger cuticle tear um he just got cut in his hand um so it's it uh also cuticle is like that little piece of your finger now right there so gross it's yeah um but he should be fine he he might miss a, a start or two um which is what makes Dalton Jeffries a little bit more important right now. Um, but which is why they're going to bring up my dude, Cole Irvin. <laughs> no, it'll probably be puck, but um, yeah, I mean, it's nothing too crazy to, to it's something to sweat. He'll be fine. Um, it's nothing structural or, or big to like, you know, throwing muscles or the joints. It's just, he just cut his finger. Um, the only thing I'm concerned before we go on, yeah. um, is, Finger injuries are so nagging for pitchers. We've seen how many times where like yeah, didn't Montas have one of get these a, like two years ago? He may have, yeah. but like we've fires. seen time and time again, while well, somebody will get a, a blister, and then it's like, oh yeah, they're gonna miss a game. Oh, actually, they're out for like four starts. Yeah. So, thankfully, the rotation looks like we do have that depth right now, where we can afford a couple starts if that comes to it. But also, like we talked about last week, though, those first two, three series where it's like Astros, Dodgers, Astros again, like that's that's gonna be a big test to start the season. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, we'll we'll be fine. We got we got like you said we got the depth. I'm not too concerned about it to be honest with you. I'm trying to look up Jordan or I mean Jordan what the fuck, uh, Grant Holmes stats right now. Um, I mean he's throwing one one point five with three games, two starts. It's pretty good. I mean he could probably pop back up if we need him to. Um, anyway, all right, let's move on to the last piece. Uh, this came out of nowhere, especially because he was in spring training. Um, Gio Gonzalez retired the other day. Um, so congratulations, Gio Gonzalez, uh, former Oakland great, um, as Julio would say. Um, had an amazing career with us uh, in classic ace fashion. We didn't want to pay him, so he left. Um, had a nice little stint with the Nationals. Um, he was on a really good um, – Milwaukee Brewers team that went pretty far. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he age has definitely got to him the past few years, so I'm not surprised. But um, uh, it's just interesting. I got well, especially because he was yeah, in camp. well, one especially because he was in camp. This he's year. 35. He was 35. Uh, he was with the White Sox last year, or with the Marlins at the better half, and he just. Or with the White Sox, yes. He wasn't great. Four starts, or 12 games, 4.8 ERA. He just hasn't looked the same since maybe 2017. The Brewers, I haven't, I don't, Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, even the Brewers, I don't think he was. Oh, actually, not a 3-5. He, he did pretty good with them because that was like a midseason trade, and he kind of, he, I think he was their number two starter in that, that NLCS run. Um, and he pitched some pretty good games in, in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. It sounded like just age and injuries were starting to catch up to him, yeah. which which sucks. But um, think about it, man. But I got to say, those late 2000 teams were – they weren't a complete mess because none of those teams were quite terrible. But, like, that was arguably probably the worst offensive ace teams ever. Yeah. When, like, Jack Cust was, like, your, your cleanup hitter and then yeah. – you well, we had cargo, and then, we, and then we shipped him out. But yeah, but uh, the highlight was that rotation, man. Well, it, it was, was like a Gio lot Gonzalez. of young, like like potential in that one. And Gio was the only one who like really sparked it at the beginning. Like there was Trevor Cahill in his rookie season. There's Brett Anderson who also had a shit ton of potential, and he ended up, you know, being the only one who stayed and, and doing really well for us. But yeah, that that w- and Dallas Braden was in that rotation. Like that was like there was a lot of potential in that rotation, but just never panned out. Hopefully, the opposite Josh, of what our young Josh Altman, do now. Tyson Ross was there for a minute. Brandon McCarthy, Tyson Ross too. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they were putting up some solid rotation. Just, just like Derek Barton was at first. Yeah. Oh, shout Derek out to uh, Hideki. Jesus Christ. Shout out to Hideki Matsui. I haven't there. heard of that um, name, Derek Barton, in the longest time, and I was hoping I'd go the rest of my life without hearing it. He was just such a... I'm sorry. I know. But if, uh, what's going to play... Before we finish off, we're going to play a quick game of Did We Win That Trade? When the A's traded him to <laughs> Washington, the A's received Brad Peacock, Tommy Malone, Derek Norris, and A.J. Cole. I'm going to say No. Derek Norris was an all-star. Yeah, but um, Gio Gonzalez was an all-star his first year with the Nationals. He also um, led Tommy Malone games. was a quality starter for two seasons. He's still um, No? I think he is. Uh, who who else did you name in there? AJ Cole, which I don't think he I don't even, I don't even remember really him. was. And oh, who, he was what, pitching what, the There was one more. Who was the first one? 
Uh, Brad Peacock, who we, I, I, I we feel traded like I to Houston, like name. we traded to Houston like a year later for Jed Lowry. So, yeah. Oh, is he a part of the, the Chris Carter Jed trade? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say that that the Nationals won that trade for sure. Yeah, just get Geo. Come on down. Who won yeah, that Gio trade? Was solid. All right. So that's going to do it for the, okay. the A's news uh, in the big three. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to go on to part two of our Major League Baseball season preview with the Central Divisions, the American League Central, the National League Central, yeah. uh, which uh, Julio teased up earlier um, could have some surprises. So we'll stick around. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Uh, this is part two of our season preview. We are doing the Central Divisions. Um, uh, resident Town Tailgate uh, Dodgers fan uh, Ronnie Weiland is here. Did I say that name? Your last name right? You said that incredibly wrong, but let's roll with it. So let's go. Let's, uh, let's pronounce it correctly for the for the fans. Wyant. 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 I don't know. I feel like it's Weiland anyway. I like um, yeah. I like that better. He's <laughs> um, joining us. Uh, he is a diehard Dodger fan, but he's also a Cardinals fan. So we want to get some perspective on the uh, Central Division. So thanks for joining us again, Ronald. Um, it's weird. I feel like I've known, even though we had you on here to talk Dodgers, I feel like I know you more mm-hmm. as a Cardinals fan than a Dodger fan, actually. Yeah, because I think you, you I mean, I you also I met you when Dodger the, fan. I also met you when the Cardinals were just coming off of like a World Series appearance. Yeah, so I probably wouldn't shut up. <laughs> so it was like more exciting um, than than the Dodgers <laughs> losing in the first round for like four years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you, you probably just know more Dodger fans mm-hmm. in general. So like, yeah, true. When you meet a Cardinal fan in the wild, uh, you kind of just save a place in your brain for him. Also, yeah, I, most people in California I meet that are Cardinal fans also root for the Dodgers. Like it's almost a perfect. Diagram, yeah, a perfect circle. Is it? I don't know why that is. Is it because like them living in L.A., they just like kind of like just uh, just became like had an, a, a a weird weird love for the Dodgers or something like that? Like they're they're from uh, Missouri and then they moved to L.A. and just like oh cool, I like going to baseball games. Like this is so I met a few people like that, and then there's yeah. also a lot of people with the same story that I have, where when I was a kid was during the the Roy era. And we everybody kind of fell in love with Mark McGuire yeah. and just kind of like held yeah. on from there. So that's my story is like, as a kid, uh, I was raised a Dodger fan, saw Mark McGuire hit dingers and was like, that's that's my guy, that's tight. ride or die, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, well, I, I hope that continues to happen and that nobody cheated to do it. That's Which what is, I said as a kid. It's kind of funny too, because like, I actually know a couple people who are still Chicago Bull fans because of Michael Jordan. Even yeah. though obviously one worked out better than the other in terms of fandoms, because like cool Cardinals have been I, a great franchise over the last twenty years, whereas the oh, the the Bulls. Julio, I know a shit ton uh, of friends from back home who are still Laker fans because they love Kobe. Even like during the Warriors' true. like insane run, where it was like hard not to like jump on the bandwagon, they like stood still and they're just like I'm that's, still yeah, that's fan. that's like, very true. Yeah. yeah. You find that that '90s era fan where they're like, "I'm a fan of the Yankees, the Cowboys, and the Detroit Red Wings," and you're like, "Oh, okay, you just loved good the teams." Winners in the yeah, 90s. Yeah. yeah, you had no actual thinking. God, uh, that Red Wings team was so good. I, 
I haven't thought just about all, that. You just, they're all time. 90s. You just open their fridge. They're similar to the Bulls. Yeah. They just, yeah. like, after that, just... Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to be on the hockey pod here, guys. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they're so into the 90s. You open their fridge, and it's nothing but Surge and, like, soda. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> if I could get Surge right now in an easy way, I would do it. I have a Surge equivalent in front of me right now. What is that? Have you had Mountain Dew Game Feel? Not a sponsor. No, um, I haven't drank Mountain Dew since I was ten years old. Hey, hey, this is Ga- Mountain Dew. From Game the waters, Feel. the okay. waters of it the mountain, Chris. Mountain Dew is it's the mountain waters Dew of the mountain. Mountain, <laughs> mountain Dew is worse for your liver than alcohol. No thanks, bro. Hey, you hey, tell man. that to David from Minari, okay? That little <laughs> sweet also- boy. I will murder anybody for that child, and he loves Mountain Dew. Chris, you don't know me well enough to think I care about my liver. I think <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, all right, let's talk baseball. Uh, <laughs> this is a baseball podcast. We're doing the same so you thing. Know, okay. You, yeah. You, uh, you know. You know the. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay, okay. Just, all right. All right. God. Off to Punk Gamer Fuel over here too. Leave that um, in. Yeah, Leave that fine. in. Leave that in. Um, <laughs> I don't. If no one here watches, probably listens to Stupidity, but he regularly says that on this podcast. Um, so do you know the rules, Ronnie? So we're uh, we're ranking rotation um, for each division. Rotation, lineup, um, bullpen, and um, additions. And at the end of it, we're going to tally up the points and see subconsciously which team we actually thought is the best team in each division. Um, so you understand, right? Yeah, five being the best, right? One being Yeah, this worst. isn't golf. Make sure it's not the lowest it. score wins. It's definitely the highest score. Um, so let's start. I wanted to start with rotations because I found it when I was doing research extremely fascinating. Um, because there's a lot of new faces in, on all these teams in both sides of the division. Um, so uh, let's start with that. So let's do American League first. Um, all right. So I have the Tigers in fifth. I, I mean, so I have the, I, just before warning. I have the Tigers in fifth for every single of a category. They only got four points for me. Um, total at the end. Uh, the Royals in fourth, the Twins in third, the Indians, they're very interesting, but I have them second, and then I have the White Sox first. Um, Ronnie, how did you how did you rank the rotations? I had that exact same order, so White, all the way from White Sox first to yeah. Tigers in dead last, because I am, yeah, spoiler alert, Tigers in dead last for, for all everything. All right, <laughs> everything. Julio, who would you have? I actually have two categories where the Tigers aren't dead last. Um, and this is one of them. So you don't have them in dead last for everyone, huh? Yeah. Uh, I actually have Kansas City and dead last at one. Detroit, two. Minnesota, three. Cleveland, four. And White Sox, five. Or five. The thing that with... The reason I put the... So that was actually wrong reverse. So you had White Sox for... Because you counted from one to, to five. It yeah. It should be the way around. But it, yeah. But, yeah. I but, just want to um, clarify for the list. Golf scores. Yeah, golf scores. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I, I think the one thing that could be a difference maker for the Tigers not being in the bottom is uh, Casey Mize. He was the number one prospect. Got called up last year. He pitched, whatever. But if he can kind of pitch to what has been hyped up to, then I don't think they're going to be a much better team. But I think they'll have a better rotation than, no offense to Mike Miner, and with Kansas City. But I just didn't recognize any of the names on the Tigers rotation list, and like, and I look at Kansas City, Damn. and like, I was actually kind of surprised. Like, Danny Duffy's still there. Like, Mike Miner went over there. Brad Keller. Like, they can actually like get some wins and put them together. Like on Detroit, it's just like a bunch of young kids, and I don't, I yeah. don't recognize them enough to like to make me feel confident about ranking them higher. I mean, like, this dude. 
Scooball? He's he was born Tark in 1996. Scooball? Yeah, like these mm-hmm. motherfuckers are young, yeah. bro. And uh, plus, um, Matthew Boyd's been pretty consistent of a start over the last couple years. Um, I, I obviously I don't know what this year's going to hold for him, but he's yeah. been like a pretty valuable guy throughout that time. Nothing special, um, but he's he's not going to be a game changer either. Yeah. But besides the point, there's a reason why I had them all the way down and the white Sox, and all of us had the white Sox one there's a reason why i think that as far as like the tigers like rotation is concerned i think there's a lot of upside it's just a lot of like also unknown like i said (laughs) young not necessarily sure what to expect but not expecting a whole lot yeah if anything yeah that's really kind of where it's at it's more like i put them last just because it's a bunch of names i don't recognize and a bunch of things i'm not sure of. let's call this team what it is it's a rebuild and yeah. they're still rebuilding. Yeah. So why do we have the um, White Sox one? I think because of Lucas Giolito. I mean, I don't. Do I need to say anything more? Like, it, winner, boom. Like, you could say the same thing with with Shane Bieber at Cleveland, but then you see, like, after Plesac, it just like it kind of falls off pretty dramatically for the Indians rotation. Savali's fine. Um, he was really good last year. Um, was he the one who got hurt, or was it Plesak that got hurt last year? One of those they two guys did. got hurt. Uh, oh, both did? Plesak. I think Plesak did. No, wait, There's no. See, no, uh, Plesak was the one that got in huge shit because he broke COVID protocols. That's right. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Was that Plesak? Or was that um, it was what's Plesak. Face, who Clevenger, I thought. Mm-mm. Oh. Oh, both. Okay. Actually, it was both. Both, yeah. It was both. Yeah, yeah. they, went out, they both. went out drinking all night in Chicago, right? Wasn't that yes, the whole yes, thing? Yes. Um, Great town to drink in, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, good to know. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, those guys are good. Uh, I, I know Plesek's young and, and I think last year was his rookie season. So I, I just, I'm not, I don't, I'm not confident enough to like rank them higher. Um, but Shane Bieber is obviously lights out. He's very interesting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, dude, Lucas Giolito just fucking destroyed people last year. And to add Lance Lynn on top of that, who was arguably the best, um, Eh, top five pitcher last year in the American League on a shit team, and then also to add Dallas Keuchel, or well, Dallas Keuchel was there last year, but coming off of a pretty good, yes, yeah, sixty games, a pretty good season last year. I mean, their top three is just fucking dirty. They're gonna destroy. They're just their top three alone is better than anybody else in the division, and I, I just, I couldn't, I, it's, it's the if I'm if I'm ranking it like in terms of tiers, it's like. The, the White Sox are one, and then it's like 50 feet of crap, to quote uh, uh, Moneyball, and then there's everybody else, just because of that top three alone. Yeah, and uh, I think the real wild card to me for that rotation is going to be Dylan Cease. He showed he had some flashes last year where he's obviously he's only 26. I think he's kind of figuring some shit out. They but have so many young guys. Potential. Like, yeah, if Carlos Rodon is going to be your number five starter, you're in some yeah. pretty good shape. Yeah, Chris hit it on the hit the nail on the head. I just think it's not even close as far as rotation with White Sox and everybody else. I think the Indians are like there, but I don't think they're close yeah. as far as like dealing with those top three. They're they're just they're too young. There there's a lot of really cool guys yeah. there. Tristan McKenzie's dope, but it's a just a lot like of potential. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they're ready to really help put that team to where they were. And and like we're not talking about the twins, so we should just bring them up real quick, just so that, and then we can move on. Um, 
The Twins are solid. They have a solid rotation. But when Kenta Maeda is your ace, like it, I don't like he's good, but he, he, it doesn't like it doesn't move the needle for me, you know. But oh. after that, like it's solid. Their one through five is solid, except for Jay Happ, who's like fifty years old. Um, he literally in his picture has a gray beard. Like it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, I did yeah, not, not realize he was that old. He's, the Twins he's just not don't have enough. 40, but yeah. Kent, <laughs> was all, I, well, Kenta finished top three Cy Young Award last year, so it was pretty solid. It's I just know, but like, he's still he's the he dude. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, he's still and he had, he won 18 games for the Dodgers, which is great. But it's still like it's not a name. It's not a Lucas Giolito. Like, it's called. Um, but I was gonna say though, it's just like yeah, Barrios last year was so all over the place. Yeah. And then like when you're three, four guys are like Michael Pineda, who's been hurt, and and Jay Happ, who again is 50. And there, yeah, there's too many what ifs. If they can if they can at least hit their floor. As a rotation, I think they can still be in good shape, but it's just like it's so hard. For, like the ceiling you can get with those three, four guys are like you don't know. We're so casually just throwing ten years on a Jabs age every time we every time we talk <laughs> so for about the listeners. You know, he's when, not fifty years old. This Seventy is, year old this is an exaggeration. Uh, he's not fifty. When Jay half returns from forty Vietnam. years old though, he <laughs> he sounds forty. That's the thing though. That name sat like I think he's always been forty. Yeah, what's up? I'm Jay. <laughs> My name is Daniel Plainview, and this is my associate, J.A. Hop. <laughs> Apologies to all the Hap heads out there. In case. I don't know how many. I don't. I don't. I mean, what a, a Blue Jays fan? I, which yeah, I don't know if we have any that listen to this podcast. Anyway. All nineteen Blue Jays. Fans. All right, let's move on. Nationally. Um All right, so I had the Pirates in fifth, and again, um, you're going to see a lot of Pirates on the fifth spot in, in my rankings. Uh, the Reds in fourth, the Cubs in um, third, the Brewers second, and then the Cardinals um, teed off for me. I, this this one was actually a really fun exercise because I was pretty torn between the Cardinals and Brewers for one and then the Cubs and Reds for three. Um, I think you could cut it either way um, depending on what you prioritize, but the Cardinals um, having Jack Flaherty lead it off just kind of like sold it for me. I'll go ahead and take uh, Ronnie, it next. Ronnie, before, you get? Sorry. Ron, oh. No, go ahead. That was before Ron, I already know what Ronnie's going to say and all that. So, um, We have some bias here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Uh, at the bottom, this is, see, again, I think uh, Chris and I talked pre-show about this uh, the night before when I'm like, I'm surprised about how I did these rankings looking into it. Uh, bottom, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cubs. God, they're broken. Um, really broken rotation now. Uh, three, I have the Cardinals. Two, I have Milwaukee. And one, I actually have Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll discuss. Let's let Ronnie go. Let's let yeah, Ronnie go. Ahead, Ronnie. We'll, we'll dis- I think we need to go over the rules we'll, again. We'll I feel like Julio might have missed the rules. <laughs> um, I had the Pirates in last. And then I had the Cubs in fourth. Julio, this is your Reds game, and third. you don't understand the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Reds in third, uh, and then it was actually close for me, but I put Brewers second, Cardinals first. Okay. All right, Julio, explain yourself. Please. To me, Please. okay, here's the biggest I just thing. Really like, I just really like Wade Miley. I love no, Wade here's Red. the thing. Um, the, the Cardinals rotation, yes, Jack Flaherty was great. Um, but well, That'll be a home run I, by Cassianos. I think, <laughs> I think after that, though, there's too many question marks for me. There's too many question marks with guys like 
Miles Mikolas. Um, I know Adam Wainwright was excellent last year, but again, he's somebody who's actually 40. Uh, or he's going to be turning 40. <laughs> He's 39. There's, Thank you very much. He's not, he hasn't hit half level yet. Carlos He's Martinez has been kind of up and down for a bit. Um, same thing with Poche de Leon. Um, there's just too many question marks for me with the rest of that rotation. Um, and there's not, uh, to me, there's not a legitimate number two where I can be like, all right, if Flaherty's going to have a shit day, I know the following day they're going to bounce back because X person's there. Um, and, which is why I put. The car, the Brewers in front of him. I think the Brewers have a t- potential with Corbin Burns and Brandon yeah, Woodard to be that. like fucking pop. Bearing the lead here. Why are the Reds first? So because Sonny Gray was awesome last year. Sonny Gray has been. There's your bias, Ronnie, since, right there. Yeah, there yeah. I, was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Sonny's been <laughs> awesome since he's gone there. Luis Castillo is a great strikeout machine, um, and I think the rotate like. Whatever they're doing pitching wise with the bolt with their whoever their pitching coach has been great because you know Trevor Bauer got a sign last year, and uh, I could have been watching kind of too much foolish baseball stuff on YouTube, but um, kind of a wild oh, card God. could be like Taylor Mall. He actually was like a pretty under the radar season last year, and I was looking him up, and cool Wade Miley. But to me, I think if you look at every other division, this is probably the weakest division in terms of rotations. Like one thousand percent. Yeah. Once you get past it, you're like, oh well. You could even make an argument that the car, the Cubs could be one that, like, I eat that. Kyle Hendricks is pretty neat. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I 100% see where Julio's coming from, aside from Reds being first. But, uh, <laughs> in regards to the Cardinals, I'm just not uh, letting yeah, that one there's go. A lo- there's a lot of question marks. That, uh, I, I base this off of kind of like the potential that they have as well. Um, Wayne Wright's a potential Hall of Famer. I just don't know, like, why yeah. we're not giving him credit. Like, Julio's just like after Flaherty, it just kind of falls yeah. off. I don't. I, a, a it's because it's, it's falling off. Uh, and I, um, yeah, I think Kim and so I, I base this also off Kim and, and Nicholas being hurt. Um, and but I think that's good because I think that gives Gant, uh, who's been named in the starting rotation, to a chance. And I think he uh, he could surprise a lot of people. Uh, I had the Cubs low because they don't throw hard nobody barely anybody on that and ro- that rotation throws yeah. over 90 and i don't know in this modern mlb how long that's sustainable unless you're just throwing like just nasty stuff um yeah the, the reds are fine i just don't know like i i think i mentioned this in like before we started recording everything to me about the reds is just like shrugging and going sure that's a yeah that's a team <laughs> like those guys play play the baseball uh and then the brewer is there i i i i battled between them and the Cardinals for one and two, because I think the Cardinals have a lot of upside of potential, but the Brewers are, it's in nearly the same as last year. Right. So it's like, I, I can expect what I already know what I can expect from the Brewers. And their problem last year, the reason why they weren't as successful as the year before is their offense. Yeah. 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 So like the pitching's not the problem. Their pitching so that's was why, consistent yeah. last year. Um, that's another mainstay through most of what I'm about to, what I'm going to say about the Brewers. is just I'm like, I don't know how much is different. They have some. Yeah. Ad, we'll get into it in like in additions, but they also lost. Can, they also we, lost some people too, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I, for for me, I just don't know what what Lynn Bloom is gonna do. I don't know if he's gonna be a bullpen guy or a starter. And KBO legend, or if he's gonna be a, a pr- productive or not. Because last year was pretty bad, and he signed that massive like thirty five million dollar contract. So he's got to do something. Um, but like their one through four is fucking solid. Um, 
uh, yeah, Woodruff, Burns, Hauser, and Anderson. Like you, you, you know what you get with those guys, and they're gonna put out quality starts every single start, and you know that you're gonna get that. Um, but nothing moved the needle for me like Flaherty, which is like yeah. you know when at the end of the day, like we, me and Julio talked about this a lot when the A's lost in the American League or in the ALDS. You need that dog to go out in Game One and like certify a win for you. Um, none of these teams have that except for maybe the Reds. But then again, like kind of like what you said, making fun of Julio, it just falls off pretty – at least there's potential there, but it falls off – evidence at least shows yeah. that it falls off quite a bit after Sonny Gray. So it's like I can't – I can't – I can't Yeah, I think the, and, the NL Central is going to be so interesting to watch because I think in previous years, right, the NL Central has been like – like that's the – like a class division, right? Like you had the yeah. Cubs, you had the Brewers, and you had the Cardinals that were all like, oh, these are solid teams. Like these are teams that we have to watch out for that can be the best, not only in the division, but like in the whole league. Uh, but this year, just like looking around reading, nobody really knows like what to say. Like the Cardinals have a lot of question marks, which we'll get to in other categories. The Cubs, it feels like the wheels have fallen off. You guys the are Brewers. so right about the Cubs. I mean, it this just looks like a fucking mess. Like they were just like, they were, they hobbled to, to put together a rotation like zach davies was in the bullpen last year he's gonna be their number two starter like this is insane yeah and then the brewers it just like i think you mentioned it just nothing it, it's not nothing grabs me it's not necessarily exciting and i think that goes for like their whole team yeah for the most part like it's uh, not to say they're not going to be good but and they could end up being the best easily the best out of these teams but it just doesn't like right now if i'm just looking at it it just doesn't like oh that's a team i need to watch right yeah and well, uh, let's see if you, uh, it lives up to your word as we go talk about lineups next. Let's uh let's finish off with with just saying that like the pirates are just you know underwhelming. That's why we didn't talk about them. So, yeah. um, all right, let's move on to lineups. Um, okay, American League Central, the Tigers are in fifth again. Um, <laughs> the Indians are in fourth for me. Uh, the Royals third, Twins second, and then um, the White Sox first. Uh, for I think pretty obvious reasons. Ronnie, uh, do you want to go first, Julio? No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, let's do something. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tigers last. Um, I do have the Indians fourth, Cleveland. Um, twins, I went Twins third, Royals second, oh. and then, uh, yeah, and then um, White card. Sox first. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, we I have uh, Tigers fifth, uh, Kansas City fourth, Cleveland three, Minnesota two, and Chicago five yeah royals roster not bad like no <laughs> but, yet looks... have, but yet you still yeah. have them behind the behind the indians what about the indians like ross like lineup that really like pushes the needle for you julio um jose ramirez jose ramirez um, it's gonna it's been a perennial mvp candidate in the american league for the last three years even if without lindor um i am you know i'm not a fan of rosario at all I think they still have some potential both, both Rosarios. Yeah, I think they still have some potential bop in that lineup with guys like Josh Naylor was a, had a great postseason in the times they did play. Um, uh, Framil Reyes was also like a pretty high intelligent prospects when the chart when the the Padres traded him, um, and like Cesar Hernandez is also pretty low key. Um, I think they still have some potential to hit some bop in that lineup, but um, that's why I had to give a little bit. I would say they're probably one in the same, but 
I think just having Jose Ramirez in that lineup just pushes the needle a little bit more over the, the Royals lineup. I'm interested to see how many games the Cleveland scores more than five runs. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it just doesn't feel like there's like a lot of run potential there, but yeah. And then for the, for the Royals, I don't know. Yeah. I was just surprised at that team that they had. There's like a lot of upside to it. And I think I got caught up with that. I also think that, it seems like the AL Central, we have a clear five and a clear one. And then the teams in the middle are just like duking it out. But like, no, none of those three teams are as bad as uh, the Tigers. And I don't think any of them are as good as the Whites. So. Dude, I had the same, like, I'm looking through the Royals lineup. Like, well, obviously, Salvador Perez, but I'm like, oh, Carlos Santana? Oh, shit. Oh, Hunter Dozer? Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Andrew Benatendi? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, shit, I forgot about Benatendi. That's what right. the fuck? And I'm just like, Wait, this is a little. This is interesting. Okay, all right, all right. Um, the White Sox are just fucking stacked. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with even with literally the, uh, every position, like even every with the Eloy Jimenez position. injury, they're still like yeah, solid. The White Sox are going to be that team this year, right? Where like people that don't usually follow baseball are like, wait, that that Chicago team is good. Like, why is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's really what's going to be. Like, there's always one team that's like, wait, that team's good. It used to be like some some years it was like Milwaukee. And then, like, Tampa Bay last year, right? But, like, there's always, like, the non-baseball, like, diehards that are like, wait a minute, the Chicago White Sox? <laughs> That's how it's going to feel this year. That's what I'm thinking. The, the White Sox are going to be the, the non-endemic people's surprise It's just, like, team. every position can pound the ball out of the park. And it, like, it, yeah. And they have my boy Nick Madrigal, who might be my cousin. Um but yeah, it's just it's just they're just so fucking good. I, I the only thing I would have to say is like I don't I don't know is like their DH slot, but it's like if that's your only place where you're yeah. you're feeling washy about, then you're in great shape. And and uh just I wanna to touch on the twins real quick. Other than other than Byron Buxton, obviously, they just have a lot of consistent hitters in their lineup. Mm-hmm. Um which is why I was surprised that um, Julio. Wait, what'd you rank them, Julio again? I had them second, or I had them second oh, for best. Some I thought I heard a third. No, um, no, they're th- fucking boppers still. If if Byron Buxton can just find like he, I've been seeing him on the like top like five top twenty five like prospect list for the if what feels like the past six years, and like eventually at some point he's gonna put it together because he has so much talent. If he can do that and he can be like the star of this team, like. They're in really fucking really good shape. Um, who would he you started, say is their best? Who would you say is their best player, Julio? On the Twins, yeah. Uh, lineup wise, it's pretty wild to say this for probably Nelson Cruz. I yeah, I, like I, know, it, I, I think it's Josh Donaldson, man. Like uh, he wasn't. Which, he, yeah, he was which hurt he, last which year. He's, though, so. he's past his prime. Yeah, I know, I know. But he's past his prime, so it's kind of weird saying that. Um. They don't really have that clear star. Miguel Sano is great, but he all he does is hit home runs. He strikes out. Shit. And then Max Kepler is pretty nice too. Yeah, but in yeah. terms in terms of just straight hitting, I I think it's it's Nelson Cruz. The DH. But, the yeah, DH. but yeah, they're, That's they're, never they're a good DH. sign. I know. I would not say it's a great sign that hey, the best guy on your roster is the DH <laughs> is usually uh, probably it's why very, you're not in the top <laughs> It's very old school. It's 1, like thousand percent. Oh, David Ortiz all those years with the Red Sox kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let's go. Oh, all right. NL Central. Yeah, let's move on. The NL, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I have the Pirates fifth, the Reds fourth. You don't say. The, the, the Brewers third. The Cardinals second. I had the Cubs first, man. The Cubs surprised me. Um, all right. Okay. What you, would you have? Uh, I have the – you guys are going to be disappointed. I have the Pirates last. Um, <laughs> even though – Key Brian Hayes, shout out. Uh, I have the I Reds four. I have the Cubs three, of the Brewers four, or the Brewers two, and then uh, Cardinals at the top. Yeah, I went Pirates last, Reds fourth, Brewers third, Cubs second, Cardinals first. I did not mean to put the Cardinals first in all these categories. It just <laughs> looked that way to me. Most of these are close. Sure. All right. Most of these are very close. But, like I think this one might have actually been the closest one for me. But like but, in your defense uh, though, that Cardinals Cubs. That Cardinals lineup, they don't have a hole. I think all those guys are are solid. Some are excellent with like Arenado and Goldschmidt. But like if Dylan Carlson and like Tyler O'Neill kind of hit to where they have been in the minors, like this could mm-hmm. be one of the best lineups in the National League. See that yeah, for what that it, was what okay. that was what decided it for me is like they have star power, but then there's a, like two or three positions where it's like a young kid like in his first one his first or second season that hasn't proven himself yet. That's why I just couldn't put him put him one. Whereas like you look at the Cubs and they have a an above average veteran in every position. And then obviously they have their stars in Bryant and like Hap and Javi Baez, but like you know, there there can there there's big league talent at every position. Yeah, what it came down to me was <laughs> I think the Cubs might have a better two through six, but I personally feel like the Cardinals have a better like one through eight. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what it came down to me is like, I averaged it out and was like, I think the Cubs middle of the lineup, but like what they have is like two through six is going to be rough for any team to kind of get around that. But I think there are some holes. And even though I do think there is some, like, like you said, some quality players in, in every position, I just, I don't know. I like the, the youth that the Cardinals bring. I, I, this might be something to bring up since we, we talked about it. The Cardinals age difference throughout their entire team is absolutely bonkers. Like that, like from the young guys to like, like 25 year olds paired with like Molina, you have Wainwright who's 10 years older than the next like person that's currently in the starting rotation, the Cardinals, which could be a good thing. Right. I think that's, that helps a team kind of stay focused right with like veterans that age god damn dude tim dylan carlson was born in 1998 that makes me feel old that that's upsetting yeah. very upsetting but yeah i think that that kind of i think that's what a good team should have right is like a mix of young people trying to prove themselves and old guys that need a spark lit under them but yeah, yeah I don't, to me it was just one through eight on the cards feels better than one through eight on the cards. julio you brought this up um before we started the, sh- the episode um paul goldschmidt when did he turn 34 years old <laughs> i know um, that's a good example of that matt carpenter is 36 years old um yeah so i i get exactly what you're what you're talking about um i just want to touch on the brewers real quick yes please um so they added colton wong but i feel like losing Mustakis was a is a big loss he wasn't um, there last year though he was already with minnesota uh, milwaukee or uh the reds sure but still, I mean, I guess maybe I'm, but maybe I'm comparing it because, but last year they had so many injuries that I, I I'm like not even thinking about their team. Uh, yeah, and they like barely squeaked into the playoffs. I'm kind of comparing yeah. it to that NLCS run team that they had two years ago. But I mean, that's so. Uh, but yeah. a, a, after after Yelich, it's just like 
kind of aging guys, Bra Jackie Bradley and Lorenzo Cain and these guys. Like, I don't know. I mean, Travis Shaw, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a team that's definitely put together. Like, the Brewers defensively should be really good. Yeah. That's, that's what it looks like. But hitting-wise, it's like maybe. I don't know. It's the same thing I've been saying about the Brewers and the other the other categories we've done. It just feels like that's a, a team. It, there they are. Like, it's a solid team. Not much has <laughs> changed. But, like, I guess, like, stuff has changed, but it doesn't necessarily feel that way, yeah. there, right? It just feels like the Brewers are going to be the Brewers. So, I actually really like this Brewers team. <laughs> um, okay. No, Omar Navarez, I think, kind of got the cold shoulder in Seattle, and he put up some pretty good seasons in Seattle. And it just, because you're playing up there, people forget about you. Um, Kisson Hura, I think, is going to be a star. And that I think he's kind of the second guy that Christian Yelich has needed, and especially if your backup's Daniel Vogelbach, who if you need him to play every four days and maybe hits you a home run, you'll take it. Uh, yeah, Travis Shaw, he's there. Uh, Lander Oxia is there, but I really love that outfield depth. Yeah, I know they're older guys, but if you can roll out an outfield of Christian Yelich and left, uh, Kane and or Bradley in center, and then vice versa in right, or put Navasil Garcia, that's still a really good outfield. That's it's and. Um, you know what they're going to do. Lorenzo Cain still got some pop in the bat. Um, same thing with Jackie Bradley Jr. Yelich had a down year, but it's like 2020 is kind of a wash of a season. Um, I, I like them. I like the I like the build of this team a lot. If they can make another move to maybe find an upgrade in third over Travis Shaw or something, um, I, I, they, I think they're still going to be there at that lineup. Hey, Julio, Jacob Nottingham, former... Former Nashville great because he never made. I was gonna mistakes. say I know that name. <laughs> um, yeah, he's on the Brewers. I didn't, I didn't. I don't know when he made it over there. I don't. Yeah, but that's cool. <laughs> um, Do we have anything to say about the Reds and Pirates? Uh, no. Keep Ryan Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Let me pull up his roster. And well, see well the Reds. Um, them. They have Mike Moustakis tight. The, the Reds? They're just getting old. The Reds felt like... Nick Castellanos, yeah, like that team. a man of faith. The, no, not him. When kidding. I was looking at it, I kept saying when I was looking at the Reds, I was just like, oh, that guy. That's that's that guy. All right, I remember that guy. That's like the Reds team to me was just a bunch of like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Right? He's, that's where he yeah, is. Yeah, you know, Nick Castellanos will hit 35 home runs, and then everybody else will just be there. Yeah, they're, they're, their age is starting to show. Um, this, I feel Moustakis. like this is where the pipe... This could have been the opportunity for the, the Pirates. Pirates could be the Pirates could be fun because I have no expectation about this lineup. The only like whatever the only like, person. Let's go. Yeah, I think the only person that I would want to like keep an eye on is Nick Senzel because he was kind of a highly touted prospect for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, and if he can kind of have a season, then that that would be the only reason I could see this lineup moving up a little bit if he actually kind of becomes the player that he was in the minors. Um, all right, bullpen, which will probably be a short conversation, but, um, you know. For, honestly, for uh, both leagues, I think, but we'll see. No, I'm making it a 40-minute one, guys. Oh, God. Um, for the NL Central, I've got notes. Tigers in last again, as I said earlier. Uh, Indians in fourth, uh, Royals in third, Red, uh, White Sox. They're not red. White Sox are in second, and the Twins have first. Um, Ronnie, how did you make up? Same exact order. Yeah. So, yeah, I had you said twins first, right? Yeah, so we had, yeah, yeah, twins first, tigers last, and then yeah, same thing you had. I not much for me to talk about, yeah, Julio. Um, same thing, the only difference is I actually have the White Sox first because of Hendricks, 
because uh, of Hendricks, because of uh, Michael Kopech, we saw what yeah. he fucking demi- honestly. If Michael Kopech didn't get hurt in Game Three, they would have lost. We would have lost that wild card game, and it would have been the White Sox playing the Astros because he was just like mauling that rope, that lineup. For me, it was the middle of the bullpen for the Twins that um, that mm-hmm. ranked me higher, more reliable guys, some more veterans. Um, whereas like the White Sox are just like it, uh, other than their their two guys at the, at the back end, it's pretty um, underwhelming, and I would be a little bit concerned if my starters don't do well um, in games for the White Sox. If I'm a White Sox fan, um, my mistake. Yeah. I meant to say, but Garrett it's Crochet not great. Was one this, this bullpen is not great in this division. Yeah, in both, um, it's yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, I would. You know, they're gonna beat up on each other. But if I'm a fan of one of these teams, when it gets to the playoffs, I'd be very concerned because we all know that the playoffs is a bullpen game. Um, the only team that's yeah. that's won uh, a World Series in the last like six years um, from their starters carrying them is the Nationals, and that's because they have had an insane top three, and they rode those three guys. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, I was, we were talking about this last uh, last podcast. One of those three guys pitched in every single game um, their, of their top rotation guys. So it's like they really rode that, and, I, and you can't I – don't, I don't think the White Sox can do that. I don't think they have the no. – I don't think that those – they don't have the, the um, experience really to do that. So. Yeah, yeah I, I expect whatever – on both sides of these divisions – whichever team or even like a, a few teams that are fighting for the division win, I see a lot of moves happening around the trade 1, to try to, to try to boast, bolster that uh, bullpen. Just cause yeah, I, 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 none of these teams can, I have the depth at least currently when I just look at it to go deep into <laughs> a playoff run, right? Maybe like a first round win. But aside from that, when you start getting into the seven game series, I don't know what any of these teams are going to do on paper. It's funny. Cause like as an A's fan, I'm looking at this like white Sox roster and I'm like, man, like if we get in a playoff series with them, like this is going to fucking suck. And then I look at their bullpen and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, ah, never mind. We'll be all right. <laughs> it's, it's, if, it's, if we can get Giolito out of the seventh inning, like the eighth and uh, seventh, eighth and ninth, like, you know, we can score some runs on those guys. Yeah. It's the ce- The ceiling is the roof for that that yeah. bullpen like if Kopech and uh crochet can actually like if they can continue what they kind of looked like at the end of last season they have a really great bullpen that's going to be heading up where even if the rest of the guys are kind of wishy-washy um i think it kind of gives them the advantage of that division a little bit but also yeah. again dude the reds that bullpen like like a lot you guys are talking about hey veterans and familiar names yeah. we're still on the american league but yeah sure yeah, no, no, oh, I'm sorry, the Royals, the Royals. Oh my God, spacing out. Thank you. But yeah, the Royals are still putting together a solid bullpen, like having great, Jesse great Hahn home. making an appearance in this bullpen. Former, Never heard that oh, name great. Yeah, yeah, Jesse I mean, Hahn. Greg, Greg Holland, Holland and Wade Davis at the end. Like, what in the fuck did that happen? <laughs> yeah, and then Josh Stomet was, uh, he, he looks like he's going to be the closer of the future for, the, for that team. Like, again, man, they're looking solid. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to the National League. Um, Pirates in last again. I had the Cardinals Aww. in fourth. The Cardinals I did not like whatsoever. The Cubs in third, the Reds in second, and the Brewers in first because the Brewers – anyway, I'll let you go. Go ahead, Ronnie. I'll talk about it afterward. I put Cubs in last, Cubs in fifth, Pirates in fourth, uh, Cardinals in third, Reds in second, Brewers in first. I have the Pirates in last, the Cubs in fourth, 
I uh, said Pirates in the Last, and you said, ooh. <laughs> no. And, was then you, and then you have them in last two. I'm the only one here who respects the Pirates a little bit. Uh, I think I was doing that as, like, uh, me being uh, cheeky. Like, Price oh, Pikachu. we put him in last again. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, but they're last. Lasted. The Cubs, fourth. The Reds in third. Uh, Cardinals, second. And the Brewers, first. Uh, yeah, I think the Cubs have no idea what they're doing. That's kind of why I yeah. put them in last. I put them below the Pirates because the Pirates at least have some, like, solid, like, experience. I feel like the Cubs are still, like, what, we're like a week out, or not even a week out, a handful of days out, and the Cubs are like, ah, we'll figure out a bullpen. Craig you know, Kimbrell yeah, we'll figure it out. terrible in his time. Yeah, they're, they're like, so far. His, he's, they're like just get, he's just getting up there in age, man. Like, He's a Hall of Famer. He, you know, one of the best of of probably the two thousands. But I mean, he's just—he's not even that 33. old. Thirty-three. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you know his stuff is just washed at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and then I put the I put the Cardinals at third, which uh, spoiler alert, I think is the lowest I have them in any of these rankings, and that's just because I think there's potential there, but it's not like easily found. I think they have some good right-handers, but they're one of those teams that I think that I was mentioning earlier, the Cardinals are seem primed to, Hey, look, we have a team that could go pretty far here. We need to get some actual bullpen arms. But yeah, aside from that, like they have right-handers, but not much else going for them. It seems like there's four guys who could be the closer and you just don't know yet, which is not yeah. a bad, yeah. it's they, not a bad thing. And that's kind of why I put them where they're at because there is a lot of depth in that yeah. pen. But it's just like we don't know, and that's probably the reason. And plus, like, if you Devin Williams and Josh Hader one two, that's all I need for a pen like that. Those guys are just out of yeah. world talent. Back the rest there. of the guys are at least solid, though. You know what I mean? Like they're reliable, where you can trust that they're not gonna. Well, I mean, maybe they will, but that you could, you <laughs> could, you could, you could have some confidence that they're gonna get you through the rest of the game. Um, that's kind of what was, what was the selling point for me. Um, all right. Yeah. Should we finish off with the additions and then uh, we'll uh, do this yeah. fun little um, Just, social experiment at the end? Yeah, Cubs bullpen though. Dog shit. It's brutal. Fresh. It's fucking brutal, really bad. dude. It's fucking yeah, brutal. Yeah, finish. So finish it I off. Think the, no. I, the the Cubs are getting some like I think the Cubs are going to get higher numbers than they deserve because the Reds and Pirates are in this division. But I don't think the Cubs are great. I don't think the Cubs are very good. Do you think Theo Epstein just like has phoned it in? He's like, yeah, I'm, he left. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be the. That's true. He did leave. I, I yeah. forgot about that. And then they just couldn't figure it out when he was gone. Yeah, oh, nobody's man. figured it out. He's like, I'm gonna be the next commissioner of baseball. Like, fuck this. Like, it's all yours. <laughs> um, all right. So for the additions, um, Tigers are in last. I don't even know if they made any. Um, twins are pretty much just running it back. So they're also down there. Um, the Indians lost to guys. So, uh, but you know. That's cool. Um, the Royals, uh, honestly, I was thinking about putting the Royals first in this one, but because the White Sox got Lance Lynn, that was kind of the selling point for me. Yeah, this was like a division of like least excitement. Yes. <laughs> as far as like additions. Um, yes. Yeah, Tiger, Tigers, because they needed to make additions and didn't. Uh, <laughs> twins, uh, like you said, same team. Uh yeah, first White Sox, and then I've been battling back and forth, but I'll put Cleveland third, uh, Royals second, and White Sox first. 
because of Lance Lynn. Literally, that, that's all it literally took. And, to... and Liam Hendricks, but I'll, I'll yeah. let Julio go, and then I'll, I'll touch on that. Uh, I actually had Cleveland last just because they didn't make – not only did they not make any moves, they traded Lindor, and the return is pretty fair. mediocre. And it was extremely yeah. mediocre. Uh, Detroit four. I, I actually kind of like to see what Nomar Mazzara and Robbie Grossman are going to do out there in the outfield. I don't think they're going to be anything special, but it's better than what Cleveland did. Uh, yeah, Minnesota player is interesting. Yeah, Minnesota three, Kansas City four, and then I have the White Sox just going over the top with Lance Lynn, Liam Hendricks. Uh, again, you had your rankings backwards for listeners to clarify. Look, four, people four figured out two. by this point. You know, we don't need yeah, a we don't need to hold their hand through this talk. We got to re-record everything. Apparently, now. Um, hold Julio's hand through this. Yeah, thing. but um, just dub over him. <laughs> just dub over the right numbers. Consist again I, the consistent trend. The fucking Royals put yeah. are building a yeah. pretty decent squad right now. They put their money where their mouth is for sure. And you know, like what sold it for me for the White Sox again was like they got the best closer available at the free agent market. They got the second best starter available at. Well, they traded for him, but, you know, available. He was out on the, the trade block. So that's kind of what sold it for me. But, dude, yeah. I mean, the Royals, I I forgot that they got Andrew Benatendi. <laughs> like, like, like that, that's a pretty that's a pretty good addition right there. And, and um, yeah, I just – yeah, it's impressive. It's very impressive. They could definitely be interesting. I think if it was an 18 playoff again, they definitely could make a run, but it's not, so it, it doesn't matter. I wish it was an 18 playoff. Yeah. Ben Attendee, Carlos Santana, um, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Miner. Like they, they've made some little – I can't remember if Gerard Dyson was already there or not. Didn't, oh, my – again, he we're was, getting he old. Was. Gerard Dyson, 37. Jesus. That is old. All right. That's rough. Let's move on to the end. Uh, Ron, uh, oh yeah, Ron, do you have anything to add on here before you go ahead? No. I said everything. Okay. I right. needed to. Yeah, I think this division did the other than the White Sox and – Nothing else really stood out to yeah. me. Uh, like Royals added people, which will bring me to the NL Central list. Um, I have the Pirates in last again. Um, the Reds in fourth, the Cubs in third, the Brewers second, and then the Cardinals first. It, I mean, Arenado, dude. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I had Pirates, Reds, just because same thing we talked about in the AL. I just felt like those teams did nothing. So, um, Cubs in third brewers in second and then cardinals in first uh we could talk about it after leo gives his rankings yeah i'm actually you know what i'm making a quick change on mine on the go nothing pivotal pirates though. first baby pirates <laughs> got yeah but uh, yeah pirates uh and fifth cub or actually had cubs fourth but i'm gonna switch them with the reds i the more i think about the jock sign the more i like it so reds fourth cardinals third brewer second and then cardinals just blew it over the top I hate the jock signing. It, it pretty really? much every oh interesting. So pretty much yeah. all these teams made like one move, and yeah, it's about how much you value that like one real move. And like for the Cubs, it was jock. Um, for the Brewers, it was it was uh, um, what's his face? It's second. Col- well, the, uh, they made two there: Colton Wong and Jackie Wong. Bradley Jr. They got Wong, Bradley Jr. Yeah, but Jackie, Anderson Shaw is Jackie Oxford. Bradley Jr. going to be a starter? It seems like he's the fourth yeah. outfielder. I think he's going to be a starter. Okay. Yeah, for me, it All came right. down to Cardinals, Cardinals Brewers, and I went Cardinals because Arnado is yeah way more impactful than yep. the five people the Brewers got. Yeah. I think if you were doing quantity over quality, then Brewers go first because they added more. But yeah. I don't think 
Yeah, it is. I guess yeah, I, 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 I just didn't really consider the Bradley move. I considered, like, I just kind of ranked it based on their best move because it kind of felt like they only, all these teams made one move, and yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't like the Jock signing because I don't – I'm not sold, man. I don't know. He he kind of got shielded from a lot of the worst part of his game in L.A. In what way? He's going to have to hit against lefties. He's not used to hitting consistently against lefties, yeah. so let's see how that is. I'm not saying it could be bad. I'm saying I don't like it because I don't know what Jock is fully capable of because he has kind of just been a, a role player, like a plug-and-play player the last – handful of years in LA he's still hitting right? 25 home runs as a plug-and-play player yeah right? you get more at bats you could say maybe you add a, cu- a couple home runs to that list maybe his average goes down but it's still it's a pretty productive player compared to what they had is he true. yeah is he, been, is he an upgrade over Kyle Schwarber I'd say yes he's yeah thousand percent that's true yeah. yeah yeah I think the upside's there I just want to see a full season from him now that he is that guy and see what he puts together Julio do you have anything more to add um not really, even though uh, shout out to the Reds for signing signing Sean Doolittle. But that's it. All right. Tight. <laughs> Talent to tally. Let's do some uh, tally up the points. Some All right, let's go Pirates. <laughs> so American League, I had five points for the ti- or four points for the Tigers. No surprise there. Um, fourth place, I had 11 points for the Indians, which I was kind of shocked. I thought that'd be lower. Three points for, or third place, I had 12 points for the Royals. Uh, 14 points for the Twins, and the White Sox just, like, fucking ran away. Almost had a perfect game at 19 points for first. Wow. Yeah. The way it was trending, I thought Kansas City would be above Minnesota. But Same. I, I was we, a little shocked we, by that. It was bullpen probably that put them over, right? Yeah. That's what I got to believe. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that says more about – I think the Royals could be better than we people think they are. Yeah. Everybody else just seems kind of put in their spot. Well, I think the only interesting part there is the Royals. Yeah. What were your rankings? Uh, my ra- Oh, sorry. I thought we were doing that. Was the total ranking? That was um, mine. That was my personal. Oh, ranking. sorry. My bad. Uh, my personal rankings would be the Tigers in last. Um, I put the Twins fourth, Cleveland third, Kansas City second, White Sox first. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just high on Kansas City now that we just keep talking about. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still think the White Sox are gonna run away with that yeah. division. I think when you when I say second, I mean a very distant second. <laughs> <laughs> so I had uh, Detroit six points in last. Uh, I had a tie with 10 points between Cleveland and Kansas City. And if I'm going to have to give the advantage to one of them, it's probably going to be Kansas City. Uh, so they'll mm-hmm. be in third. Minnesota is at 14 points. Uh, but with a, with the complete shutout at 20 points, I have the White Sox winning the division. And if um, before we kind of, we're going to say our dark horses, I think we're all in the same boat. Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City's yeah. built a really yeah. good roster. As Especially after as... doing this little exercise, it's pretty clear. To yeah, me that it's Kansas City. Yeah, like I said, as far as like a dark a dark horse can be in that division, yeah. where I think the White Sox are going to dominate it, right? Yeah, like running against Secretariat is what it feels like. <laughs> now, even though yeah, they're not going to win the division, can you in a full one sixty two? Do you think there's even a chance where they can be a wild card team, which is I, I personally they, don't think so. I think the I, Twins are still going to be ahead of them, but I think if they start off hot and they're in like second place by like July, then it's like you have to consider at least like trying to make a move for a starter. Like let's say like uh, I don't know off the top of my head, I'm totally failing at this, but all right, like here I'm, I'm going to play a game for both of you. Hold on, like the Reds if Sunny Gray okay. is like available, then you got you got to consider it. Go ahead. 
All right, I'm going to play a game. I'm going to name some teams. You're going to tell me if you think the the Royals will be better than said teams. Okay. Angels. No. No. Okay. Uh, Boston. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it'll be close. Yeah. I would say no, but not by a lot. Yeah. I think like a handful of games. Toronto. No. 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 Okay. Uh, Houston. No. All right. So okay. So we we have a yeah. We have a pretty. You say wait. You say yes. Oh, I said no. Okay. All right. So we're they're probably like. The that eight. that exercise made it a lot more realistic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, But that's what I was. That's what I was saying. That's okay. just how bad this division dark, is. Yeah, that's just how bad yeah, this yeah, division yeah. is. Yeah, they're yeah. a dark horse in this division, yeah. but that means literally nothing outside. The, of yeah, that. the fact that we can't confidently say I don't think they're better than the Angels just show you like they're not. They're not there yet. <laughs> one of those three teams in the East is gonna be one of those wild card teams, and then it's a battle of who's gonna be the second wild card team. Is it gonna be one of these teams from the West, or is it gonna be another team from the East? I think that's the that's the reality of of that wild card situation. I would be overjoyed if the Royals made it though. Oh, 1000%. Absolutely. But I just, I think that it's going to be like Yankees are going to take the East. The A's are probably going to take the West. And then like those four teams are going to battle out for those last four spots. Um, All right. National league. I have the pirates in last four points. Reds have 10 points in fourth. Um, The Cubs had uh, 14 points in third place. I was a little surprised by that. And then I had a tie for first was 16 and i gave uh i used the tiebreaker that julio set up the manager uh i like craig council more than i like um what's his face for the cardinals so i i put the cardinals i can't pronounce his name either don't worry about ahead of, yeah <laughs> <laughs> me or you julio uh yeah actually i know what you're gonna say so i'm just gonna uh mike Sh- mike schilt schilt yeah yeah anyways mike uh, that's the the l in my name actually goes to him mike schilt <laughs> Take my L, sir. Uh, I have the Pirates last with four points. I have the Cubs at fourth with ten points. I have the uh, Reds in third with 12 points. And same thing, I am tied with the Brewers and the Cardinals at 17 points. And I'm going to give my advantage to the Brewers. Not me. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The bias continues to come out, bro. I have Pirates last, Reds fourth, Cubs third, uh, Brewers second, and Cards fifth. I mean first. Sorry, now Julio's rubbed off on me now. Um, yeah, but it's it's close. I think the I think the thing that is about the Brewers is that it just feels like that's a team that we're certain of who they are, and every other team in this division we don't either don't expect much, expect very little from like the cubs or have no idea what to expect that, in the cardinals that's the funny thing about like this whole exercise is like i feel like the cardinals are just gonna fucking run away with this division like i i don't know what it's it's weird I, it's it's just weird i maybe the, the maybe the, the the um stability of the of the brewers rotation is what kind of like sold me a little bit and 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 their their bullpen but like i still like there's just so much pop in that Cardinals lineup that they're just going to fucking run up runs on people like crazy. Yeah. And great, I would, defense, I mean, and great defense. We didn't talk about it much. I would lean, if we were doing defense, I would lean towards Brewers as like the best defensive team in this division. Yeah. 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 But, and that's kind of one thing that kind of inches them closer to me. Cause yeah, I think the Cubs, I mean, sorry, I think the Cardinals are uh, like points wise, they, they're finished first for me, but I don't think it's like, it's not like the Royals, right? I think the Brewers could actually win this division. I think even if the Cubs somehow, 
flip a coin and they're the good cups again. Yeah, they could true. be good. The only thing, yeah, we just know that the Reds and Pirates are dog shit. So, <laughs> to me, if if somehow if Corbin Burns, okay, I think I feel pretty confident about the Brewers win this division this year. But if Corbin the Burns, Brewers, really, the Brewers win the division, yeah. Uh, but if Corbin Burns and like Brandon Woodruff go like nuclear and both be all stars this year or something, oh, oh yeah, or if they both go like go insane and both are all stars or something like that, I could see them potentially moving into like that upper echelon with like Dodgers, Padres, Braves. Like I, I looking at the depth, looking at the potential of that one too. Like they're, I think they have a really good squad on paper. Um, it, 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 but it all depends. Like, yeah, that broke the bops at the top of the rotation, or the boppers and like the Cardinals and how there's really no holes in that lineup. If the Cardinals, if the Cardinals can make a trade or get a free acquisition for like a legitimate number three guy or a legitimate number two, like if the Cardinals would have got Blake Snell, I'm like, oh, dude, they're fucking, they're there. Like that's they're gonna win this division easily. But it's just like that rotation. There's just too many question marks. I, I just I couldn't feel too confident about it yet. If it's I think you're underestimating Gant. Ryan Gant. Yeah. If it's close to the deadline, they probably will make a move realistically. Like, and and there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be shopping away their expiring contracts. So we'll see what's up. Now, before, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm curious. I don't know because I'm trying to think of a dark horse for this division because I don't like I don't necessarily consider the Brewers a, a dark horse, right? Like, if yeah. the Cardinals are my number one. I guess it would say like Brewers are the dark horse, but it's got to be the I would Cubs, say the Cubs right? Are more of a dark horse, yeah. right? Yeah, the the Cubs are more of a dark horse than yeah. the Brewers because I I think if the if the Cardinals win this division, it's by like two or three games. I don't think it's by like I don't think this is clinched like more than a week out from the end of the season. Maybe I'm just blinded by the talent um, of the two main guys, but I just yeah I don't know why I, I, you guys think it's gonna be closer, but I think it, that the Cardinals gonna run away. It's weird. Um, um, yeah, I I do think it's a two man race though. I, yeah. If I had to pick a, my dark horse, though, I I like the Reds. I, I think love the that, Pirates, baby. You said this I last think, year, and the, and the Reds were – actually, they almost made the playoffs in the eight. They were in the playoffs. playoffs. They just didn't yeah. score any Reds. Well, they, they were. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, they like – the, um, if, if you're in the playoffs and you don't score a run, did you really make the playoffs? Yeah, right. But they have, in like – I think they have, a, they, have a, they have a decent pen. Um, I think they have a great one-two in a rotation. It's just, like, if these older guys, if you can still get some production – excuse me, out of, like, uh, Mike Moustakis, or if, like, Joey Votto can still put anything out there, excuse me, anymore. I think they, they could. But at the end of the day, they're they're in a no-18 playoff anymore. They're not in a playoff team. Oh, yeah. For the same that we did for the AL Central, do we see two teams coming out of this division? Because I do not. No. Yeah, I see this as a one-team division, unless one of those other big teams in the NL like collapses, right? I don't, because it feels pretty locked up to me as far as who you're, who you're Dodgers and Padres are in telling you that right yeah. now they're fucking yes. in. Um, yeah. And and in the East it's, there's three really good teams at the top. Yeah. Um, All right. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Let's play this game. Nationals Brewers. 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 Yeah. Okay. Nationals Mets or Mets Brewers. Mets. I don't know about the Mets yet to have any confidence. I don't know about that. the Mets, but I, I'm going off of like potential. I think Mets potential is better than. I, I think I, I think I'm gonna go with Brewers. I just I know you know what you're gonna get with them. Yeah. Um. Who else is a potential playoff? I think that's and then the I think the, the, the it. It's weird, even though our, our last week, it. 
even though last week after I, I added up, um, I actually had the Mets winning the division. So I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I think it, I think it comes down to, I mean, it might help the Brewers and Cardinals and Cubs, whoever like is in that race that the Pirates and Reds are so bad. Like, the exactly. They're so bad that they're just going to kick right? the shit out of them. Yeah. It's what happened last that, year. Yeah. But that's automatically going to, uh, like Chris said, I think that Dodgers, Padres automatically in. So that's one spot yeah. already taken. And then, so if you're in this two spots, division, you just have to, oh, yeah, yeah, oh no, I'm wild, one card. of the wild cards. Um, so if you're in the East, you just have to hope and, I mean, sorry, if you're in the Central, you have to hope the East is not as good as people say it is. Or actually, no, you hope that it is as good so the teams beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, or or you hope that the Mets are all hype. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I the, it's definitely close between the Nationals and the Brewers because of the rotation that the Nationals have. But um, That's a good the call. The Brewers are just consistent. Um, uh, random March Madness update. Sister Jean only scored 16 points in the first half, so that's – it was pretty hard. I looked at it with six minutes to go in the half. It was 13, 12. Yeah. It's uh, very low. I was like, wow. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I think that'll wrap it up. Unless you have any last questions, comments, or concerns. Ronnie, thank you for coming. As always. I have sure. one. Con- yeah, I have guys. one concern. I'm concerned about um, Julio's. Um, uh, uh, what was it? His his rotation list where he where he used, yeah he was very high on the Reds, but uh, that's my only concern. Yeah, I'm con- uh, Julio's a secret Reds fan. Very concerned. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for having me. It's always fun, yeah. and this was this was a good time. So. Great. We'll be back next week. All right, Chris. With the right West. before opening day. With the wild, West, wild baby. West. Um, I wonder who you guys West. have in, have win in the West. Um, Again, um, that's the whole thing about this exercise is nah, where we e- think wow. easy twenty points for me for the A's. I'm calling it right yeah. now. <laughs> Jose right. Jesus Lazardo. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with the West preview as well as an opening day preview. So uh last but not least, Julio. Let's go, Oakland. Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, <laughs> and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by, once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.